Hello, wonderful people. This is Jason English with Things About Things. This is season two, episode two. And I didn't even know that until halfway through my conversation with Jupiter. So when I recorded episode, season two, episode one, new things, I didn't even know that's what it was. I just thought I was, uh, was talking, just testing out the video, testing out the audio. Still don't have it dialed in yet. And then halfway through this very long conversation with my friend Jupiter, it occurred to me, this is a new season. But I had already recorded another one, so this is season two, episode two. We didn't even set up the cameras right. We didn't even set up the audio right. We were just kind of messing with stuff and moving some things around. I pressed record just to see how it would go, just to kind of test things. And uh, <laughs> nothing set up in the right place. Audio's not set up right. Video's not set up right. But it was too good of a conversation not to show you. So I hope you enjoy season two. Episode two, long, wonderful converse, conversation with my friend Jupiter. Enjoy. All right, uh, the only thing that I keep thinking about that at least we can have as a platform, you know, just something to start us off, mm-hmm. is uh, the phrase, uh, Renaissance polymath metaconversationalist podcast for mm-hmm. people who want to learn a few things about a lot of things. Yeah. It's way too long. Very long. It's ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous and cram it, nerd. Like, get back in the locker. Like, <laughs> right. But what I what I like about it is it's it, it it's a it's a bit of a, a sandwich mm-hmm. effect of the title is like things about things is super vague and it's what does that even mean? Is that even halfway intelligent of a phrase or is it ultimately you're not thinking mm-hmm. things about things? And then it's that's the bread. And then there's the meat in the middle that's this ridiculous sentence mm-hmm. that a lot of people would be like, I don't really understand what that means. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with, for people who want to learn a few things about a lot of things, and so that's the other piece of the bread. It's just the most generic phrase, like, I don't know, things that you learn about things and some stuff. It's like, yeah. and then the meat is this ridiculous, Renaissance polymath metaconversationalist mm-hmm. podcast? Yeah. What? <laughs> You could you could lean further into the things about things and be like, for people who want to know stuff, people who want to learn things. <laughs> really lean into it, the difference between stuff and things. Yeah. <laughs> or just like... Right. Just like, you're learning things about things. You're learning... You could also just be learning things. I, yeah, you don't have to learn things about things. You can just be learning things. It's true. Right. Oh, man. So, wait, can you can, can you think of a thing that isn't about anything? Uh, the word thing? <laughs> it's the only noun. thing it's about is that thing, the word itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a noun that kind of describes nouns. Would a sound? No, sounds are associated with other things. Yeah, lots of them. Is there anything that doesn't have language. a correlation with anything else? Uh, Zero? I think... 
that might, like, go against the nature of the universe, right? Like, everything is, like, involved with the other yeah, stuff Yeah, everything's around. connected. Name one thing that isn't connected. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the absence of the thing. Negative yep, thing? Yeah, not the universe. Like, I, like, you can describe that even if you there can't, like, experience it. It isn't a thing. Yeah. But you've talked about it. So it is. It's now a thing. But it's not that type of thing. It's the type of thing that can exist in our minds, but not in our hands. So if it's only in our minds, it isn't a thing? No. I disagree. Okay. I think every thought you have can be a thing. So the thought of the non-universe is a thing because we thought of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's now no longer a non-thing because we thought of it. The non-universe is no longer a non-thing. Yeah. Correct. So the only non-things are things that we haven't thought of. Correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We've covered Which... them all by acknowledging that they exist, but we haven't thought of them precisely. <laughs> yeah. My understanding is there's a proof. Well, never mind. Uh, forget okay. this part. That's uh, the non-thing. But... Whatever you were going to say, <laughs> yeah. not a thing. Never never will people know. <laughs> um, what was it? So repeat what you last said because I was responding to when... it. When you think of the non-thing, oh, it becomes it's not a, a thing. thing anymore, and mm. yeah, it's it's no longer not a thing, right? Um, well, damn, I don't remember what I was gonna say, but That's all right. oh, it was about the fact that there are uh, an infinite number of things we haven't thought of. Yeah, um, it's got to be infinite. Yeah, and I think there's like a proof about that. There's also a different proof um, that takes, like, the real, like, matter and whatnot of the universe and says, can't, like, what is the most possible thoughts you could have? And there is a limited number. Like, that's finite. Because of our an individual's brain? So here's how they did it. The universe has an expiration date. Like, it, it started at some point and it, like, will end according to, um, like, the laws of thermodynamics. Like... You know, this is obviously... Many other things could happen before we reach heat death, but based on what we know about the universe, if nothing else happens to end the universe, we'll reach heat death. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> It'll be, like, between 1 and 100 trillion years from now. Okay. Humans will be dead long before yeah. then. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. We'll be gone way before this. Yeah. Louis C.K. has a bit like that about this. But anyway, so they take... You, ha you have a time period, uh. and then you have an amount of, like, volume and matter. So we talk about the observable universe. Um... And then you, th there's like a formal proof someone did about like the maximum uh, density of computation. Okay. Like a, you're, you're building a brain, um, the maximum like number of computations per second per like unit volume. Um, and so you fill the entire universe with like a supercomputer. And so you, you, you say how, how uh, many... Things can this generate over, like, the entirety of the existence of the universe? Um, yeah, and, like, you know, like, how many things it can generate per second, and you, like, multiply that by so it's a math. trillion years. It's, it's hella math. But um, it's based on an end that we have theorized happens. Well, it's it's an end that like should the laws of thermodynamics continue to exist as they do. Got it. Um, Based on the only thing that we can know, to. and if we're wrong, we there's no way we could have known that we were wrong. 
Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> right? Like, and you know, I'm I'm open to the idea of being wrong. I think yeah, that's lots the thing. It's like the all these laws. It's the best explanation we've got so far. Mm-hmm. If we're wrong, fine. But yeah, in the time, yeah, totally we like, did the very best we could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's a thing. That's science, isn't that just what science is? <laughs> yeah. When, when when you go to school for science, what they tell you every year is we lied to you last year. Um, oh gosh, right. Because. Everything you learn is, like, an abstraction, is, like, a way to talk about it that is easier and makes more sense. Because, like, yeah. a biologist can't be like, all right, here's what's going on with the quarks and, quarks and gluons and shit. Uh, yeah. Like, I, no, I, like, you got to get bigger. you got to focus. You don't have time for all that. Um, so you're oversimplifying something to carry an idea of how this might work. As best we know so far. Yeah. And next year we'll be like, yeah, we were wrong. But it was close. Yeah. It was useful. Like, we, <laughs> we got can us still here. do some useful things with it. It's not totally wrong. Yeah. We didn't just throw it away. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's all, it's all like, estimations based on ha- what the type of precision you need. Like, yeah. It, like, um, Newtonian physics, just, like, the movement of stuff and acceleration and whatnot forces. Um that, like, works really well for, like, just day-to-day. Like, you can build a whole bridge that lasts 100 years using just, like, Newtonian physics. Uh, but that isn't the whole story, you know? There it is. It's, it's not wrong. It's just not the whole story. Yeah. That's a good way of thinking of it, I think. Yeah, they didn't go, oh, yeah, he, Newton was just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like... He, got, he helped us get here. New, so Newton is actually, I think the one that said this but like if i have seen further it is by standing on the shoulders of giants absolutely i don't know if the reason people were able to like get to what like the level we know is because newton figured out what he knew it's so good i mean that's everything (laughs) yeah yeah i mean that's (laughs) back to things that's like the the human thing is that we have built on the past yeah music sports any form of art yeah we got here because people before us tried some stuff. Mm-hmm. No point in looking back and calling them stupid or less. That's that wouldn't be accurate at all. Like even though we might have, we now know more than that person did a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. They were not stupid. They yeah, were very yeah, they, smart, and they, they propelled us, and we stood on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's not like they didn't even know about this yet. It's like we didn't know about anything because mm-hmm. it wasn't for them. Yeah. So a trillion years, huh? Yeah, Ish. between one and one hundred trillion years, which is a oh, huge that's range. A biggie. But like, still, the thought ninety-nine of... trillion years in there. But like, yeah. <laughs> but at that point, too, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like whatever. Yeah, but it's still our best guess. Yeah. And then we'll change. I'm assuming. I mean, has changed, right? Th- that's the thing with with heat death is um, it's. Like, technically, the time in which nothing can change anymore because the amount of energy in the universe is even everywhere. Uh, and Perfect. really, they talk about heat death like far before this actually happens because there's like a, like a lot of local heat death prior to this, and just like it takes mm. a really long time for things to actually fully settle out. But yeah. Um, Are there any theories that uh, disagree? So definitely. Um, well, I mean, that are really yeah, that are like respected, about. respected, and like yeah. Um, I don't mean just like some dude <laughs> yeah. goes no. <"Nuh-uh." laughs> yeah. So things like um, the big snap. 
which is um, it's it's the idea that our it's universe the poetic is, Big Bang. It's it's the, <laughs> that's that's really good, but it's actually the opposite. Okay, it's um so the the universe is expanding, uh, and it's the idea that eventually it will collapse in on itself rapidly into a singularity, and then probably cause another Big Bang with an entirely different universe, potentially with like. Very little in common with that universe. Um, yeah, if there's an infinite number of scenarios, the chances of it being the same right after that are just like yeah. probably really low. I, and, and just with like the way physics works in this universe and stuff, mm-hmm. it could be different um, in ways that we can't even p- comprehend. So those things are non-things. Absolutely. Even though we we theorize that it'll likely be different, we do not know how it will be different. Mm-hmm. Not even enough to describe, period. Yeah. So it's not a thing. Yet. <laughs> you know, the thing about things is yeah. that they're made up of other things. Um, mm. And There isn't anything made that hasn't been made of other things. It's true. It's true. That's a... Except... Like Smalls is like the what is Smalls uh, like the like nickname f- of the dude from Sandlot? <laughs> yeah, totally. No, it's um, it's like a philosophical term for like the base component of matter. Um, it's so like we figure that like at its root, the universe is like this is made up of quantum fields and waves in it and stuff. Mm. But philosophically, you just talk about Smalls, like the smallest possible <laughs> thing. So it's so a that's, nickname. That's a thing. Because that's not made of anything. It's defined as not made of anything. <laughs> that's amazing. But it's a thing that isn't made of anything? Yeah. So it's... So... But it is a thing. But So here's, <laughs> here's what you might say. It's the only thing. The, these are the only thing. And all those other things that we thought were things that are made up of things, they're just made up of actual things. But are they all made up of smalls? And smalls isn't a technical term, but it covers all of those things that are in the category of smalls. Yeah, it's just like... Name some of those It's a way things. to talk about the universe, yeah. like, um, what, like philosophically. But, exa- but what's an example of a small? Um, so... Wait, make sure you don't get too far oh, away from sorry, it. Sorry, yeah. Gonna, I should not have No, that. it's so casual. It's like, <laughs> we don't need this. Oh, whatever. We'll be fine. Now we're rolling. Yeah. Get, get, start the cameras. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so I was talking about smalls. Uh, so you guys like, got it in the back? <laughs> they got it. They're gone. Uh, canned laughter. Um, I should get one of those, like, toy, like, noisemakers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <sighs> the store. Yeah. Um, right. Examples so of smalls. People have thought things were smalls, like, multiple times uh, and, like, ended up being wrong. We found out those things were made of things. So Like, like what? Uh, so, like, subatomic particles oh, for a long right. time were considered, like, some of the smallest We were, like, things. we found we the like, smallest ones. We were, like, these aren't one. made up of things, but they are. Um, yeah. They're made up of quarks and yeah. gluons. And we kept finding those and going, that's the last one. Maybe that's not what science was saying, but I kept hearing it and going, they finally found the smallest one. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't think this ever ends, by the way. This, so this I, like, I personally don't think that ever ends. So I think it's th- eternal. There's a theoretical end, and I like hinted at it at the beginning. Oh, so like, okay. what physicists, uh, like high level physicists right now, think uh, it's called quantum field theory, and it's this. Yeah, I've heard of like, this, but I don't know how to talk about it. The so the universe is permeated by these quantum fields, and a particle is an excitation in that field. It's a wave in that field. 
Um, and so the like you can combine these particles into different things and they interact, and that is uh, interference with the actual wave structure in the quantum fields. Um, yeah. Man. When they discovered the Higgs field, the thing that is weird about the Higgs field is that... Um, the thing about the Higgs field is... <laughs> <laughs> this is how I want to talk. Right, right. right. Like, I, I'm sitting here like, why hasn't anyone asked me about the Higgs field today? Yeah, yeah. bring it. Um, so the... the Thing about the Higgs field. The thing about the Higgs field. Uh, that makes it like kind of different That's from the, the other that Higgs fields. That needs to be the podcast title, maybe, maybe. Like the, this episode. Yeah, the thing about we'll, the Higgs we'll, field. We'll see, we'll see. You see. The thing about things <laughs> about the Higgs fields. I'm listening now. Um, yeah, so it has... So a vacuum state describes the lowest possible energy state of um, a system. And the Higgs field is in a vacuum state that is weird compared to all the other ones. Like, imagine, like, the kids most made fun of, of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Imagine that most of the time it's like, so when there's no particle there, there's zero amount of field. Uh, but the okay. Higgs field is like, when there's no particle there, there's like a little bit of field all over the place. Uh, uh, it has a vacuum state with an energy level higher than most uh, of the like subatomic particles. Um, some people theorize that it's a false vacuum state, which would mean at some point anywhere in the universe through quantum tunneling, a Higgs particle could... Uh, fall into its actual vacuum state from the false vacuum and that would send a ripple out through the universe um, destroying everything as we know it and changing the way physics work uh, at the speed of light. So th th there's actually, were that to happen so and us to be affected by it, there's no way to like prepare for it at all. No, no. It's, it's moving at the speed of like causality. Yeah. It just is. If, yeah. it, if it is, it just is. Mm. It's really cool. Also, if it's happening far enough away, it'll never reach us. Oh, right. What? All right, so Smalls, though, I think I just realized as I said it out loud earlier, I think the reason I I tend to believe that the it keeps going smaller mm -hmm. is probably just from my faith background. Yeah. Because of eternity. Like mm -hmm. this thought of... Uh, as small as you go or as big as you go, there isn't an end because there is just eternalness. Mm -hmm. And that's that's basically me using kind of faith talk, integrating it into science, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't think in science there would be too much of an eternity vocabulary word, right? Or would there be? Um, eternity. Forever. Or, or um, it doesn't have to be a, doesn't have to be like a time like linear, mm -hmm. but just... Uh, math. Never having a start so, or end or So something not like physics, that. but like kind of science. Math. Yeah, math is, is what science. Is is where you can have cousin. the... Uh, yeah. I, some people would say like science is like the child of math. It's yeah, like it's yeah. like dirty math for weirdos. Yeah. There's math um, and then they kept going. They just kept yeah. going with it. There's a pecking order that's like anthropology is like applied... Sociology, which is applied psychology, which is applied biology, which is applied chemistry, which is applied physics, which is applied math. I've never heard that before. It's like a relatively popular thing in like 
like horrible nerd joke. But then crowds. I guess the question is, does oh, it keep going? Yeah, does forever. It, that's, that's the thing. Is it feels like when you get to math, it's kind of broken down to the bare essentials. Because like we've represented it with symbols, but like it's it's true like, before it had symbols. It, it is without yeah. symbols. Yeah, d- duality it existed before, before we, we were had like, a name you know for it. And we talked about it before we had a name for it. There we go. We when? Were like, How? What does that mean? Um, so, like, we when we were herding sheep, like, we started doing things in numbers that we needed to think about prior to, like, having words for those amount of numbers. Yeah. So, like, you'd count your sheep with, like, rocks in a bucket or something. Yeah. And you'd just be or, like... Or yeah, like, there's as many sheep as there are rocks many, in this bucket. Or however many fit in there. Yeah. That's how many I have. Mm-hmm. Is however many go right there. Totally. Yeah. And with large numbers back then, like, that was just how it was. Because, like, you couldn't, like, know that much about really large numbers. Like, if you were, like, the population of your kingdom or whatever, like... Or how many... You know, you get many, an idea, but, like... Yeah, and how many insects there are. And oh, <laughs> totally. Like, yeah. We can sort of talk about how many, but we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we're, like... Okay, so we know the basic density of insect per unit volume. So we <laughs> yeah. know what it's a probably like given this space. Yeah. Or, but we're not like we lost we lost this many of them today, natural causes in, yeah. in the world. It's like mm, we're now down to this many. Now we're back up. Here's the total it's the daily insect number. Yeah. No way. But we, if we list it as like biomass that's been killed uh like by, by percentage, it's like, you know, there were way more bugs by mass than there are us oh, or like yeah. mammals. Yeah, they could just they could take us down easy if they they figured it out. Yeah, if they developed the uh, the planning skills. Yeah, I and mean the will over. It's over if they figure it out. There's, we're not gonna be like, well, we do have weapons. It'll just be over. I think. We really don't want to mess with fungi. Like if the, if the fungi like get it in their, their and they're all connected, spores, so they can just straight yeah, up communicate yeah. in It'll, a way like, that instantly. Hey, we destroy humanity now. They start like killing our crops. You know, it's interesting. A lot of uh, there's been a lot of movies lately in the last ten, twenty years, maybe maybe before, and I just wasn't paying attention that this alien nemesis. Is has a insect hive mentality. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that. Yeah, and there's like the queen is the one that's sending its workers, and they all understand everything together. Yeah, and maybe it's because as humans we realize that however we go down, it's gonna be that way. No, well, like that. That's how we know, we're the next dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are gone, and then like we're gone, and how it's like something. I don't know if that something's going to be from another planet, galaxy, mm-hmm. or or from the Earth, but they're going to be able to like communicate with each other and have unity in ways that we can't, mm. and then they win. Yeah, because yeah. we're we we can't even agree on anything, mm-hmm. and they just go and they just all are doing it, <laughs> right? Yeah, I... there's not a king or queen in the fungi world. I don't think there is an ant world, but I don't think fungi have the equivalent of a queen. Yeah, I don't think that. They... The, I, the thing about that is, though, like, actual insect queens are nothing like that. Like, they do not command the other ants at all. And so they haven't, like... Th- so we've given them traits in fiction? Yeah, we've... we've Personified um, them in a way? We've been like, we know what a human queen 
is, and we like That's perceive insects as. We called it a human drones. name. That's the problem. Yeah, we gave it a human. The, the queen is more accurately described as the mother. It's just the only one that makes eggs and like propagates the species. Yeah, it's not like, and now I command you. Yeah, this, like, and it is royalty. protected by like special like worker bees. So it has but, some things in common with having guardians and but stuff it's like that. Because it's like, hey, let's protect but, our mom at who's like. Pregnant with our like siblings right now, you know, like it's it's that kind of. Gotta protect the family, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh and so the the actual way that insects like that work is they operate on like a relatively simple number of rules, like with yeah, their yeah. insect brain, like respond this way to this pheromone, like light do this, and like, uh, and they then leave behind their own pheromones communicating things about what they've experienced. Right. And this weaves its way and this is like how they communicate with the entire species. Uh, and it just happens naturally because of the way they are. They work together uh, and it they don't have to try. Is. It just it's, is something that is. And something That's that crazy. I think like, people would disagree, but I've always thought... An ant colony is kind of like one organism. Like, we are like... Fungi, too. I mean, you could argue that same thing with... It's all connected, right? Yeah, yeah. With, but, but keep going. Yeah, so, like, the ant colony is made up of disparate bodies. Yeah. But its function, largely, is, like, our our own. Like, we yeah, are yeah. made up of, like, cells that yeah. do different things. Got little and bodies and arms. To particular and... stimuli. Mm-hmm. And the only difference between, like, an ant colony and an organism is, like, what they're made out of. And I, um, with no authority, am comfortable being like, all right, ants can be something that make up an organism. And so the ant colony is the organism. Which is why the ants are, like, not upset about, like, dying, uh, like, a few at a time. And, like, lots of ants... um, if they are injured, they will scramble around so that no one can help them because they've realized that they are, like, no longer... Part of it. Like, useful enough to the colony. Like, because that is, like, how it works. Um, and, like, you know, on the same side of that, if an ant is injured and, like, can be helped, ants will help it, you know? Right, that's the key. And then, you know, there's all sorts of weird ants who do all sorts of things, like explode. <laughs> On purpose? Yeah. They explode into, like, a sticky mess um, when they're attacked. So, to, like, be like, stay over there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, how did we get there? How did we get to um, all connected? Ants. We were talking about how... In- Eternity is where... I was talking about eternity, and it just... The density of insects per unit volume brought us to... Oh, yeah, They yeah. die. I brought up the biomass, and we were like, oh, they could take us out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, take us out, like, oh, there's been all these movies about this. And I right. was like, well, ants, or like insects with queens are not actually like that. Um, Ender's Game is, to my knowledge, like... I the, was thinking of Ender's Game big... when I said the thing yeah. about the insect mind. Absolutely. That's, yeah. That's what I was thinking about. And that is, like, the thing in Ender's Game is, like, the whole war starts because of, like, they understand drones, like, the, the like the whole body as, like, n- like uh, expendable, as um, 
Just part of the process. Yeah, as part of the the body. As, so like, w- yeah. when I get a cut, I'm not like, I'm not upset about the cells that died. You know. Yeah. Right. You don't have a funeral for the individual cells. Yeah. It's so, part of you, but you also believe it will grow back, too. True, and and it does. Like that's the yeah. nature of the hive. Um, you're like, all right, he was sacrificed, but like right. we, he, it, it was in service of the hive. Right. Um, the difference is the ants are individual creatures that are physically separated. Yeah. From the rest of it, as opposed to our body is all contained, right here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. If my arm was on the other side of the street, I might feel differently about my arm. Mm-hmm. If it was by itself. But if it was there and supposed to be, like... Yeah. But I don't... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you if we lived in a world where humans were like, yeah, the, the limbs go where they want, you know? Right. Be, they're, it'd be useful. Like, Why didn't Star Wars think of that one? <laughs> someone probably has. <laughs> yeah. Like zombies and stuff. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Uh, but I was... I was thinking about that. It keeps going smaller forever. Mm-hmm. Um, is that even a, is that a theory people talk about? Uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's not like a physics thing, but it mm. is like a philosophical thing. People oh, talk yeah. About. Um, but it's not something people, that's been theorized from a physics perspective. I mean, I, I think it has probably. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to say someone has like come from a physical perspective and yeah. thought about that. Uh, I think either we've learned things since then that are, like, probably not that, uh-huh, or right. um, there's just not evidence. So, like, yeah. a lack of evidence is not evidence against something, but it is... TBD. Yeah. That's all it is, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, like, mainstream physics, it does seem like things stop. They, 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 you know what? Uh, here's something for you. Oop, keep doing that. It's, my brain. Yeah, you want to clear it out, clear the table yeah. so the thought has space it's like, to move. What's, I'm talking to you. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, right. Um, there's a minimum length in this universe. There's a minimum meaningful distance. Uh, it's called the Planck distance. It's named after Max Planck. I'm going to call it the Planck distance for the rest of this little bit. Because yeah. uh, that's, that's annoying to say. Um... <laughs> So, one Planck length is what they call it, and it is, uh, it, it is a distance derived from Planck's constant, uh, which is used in uh, uncertainty theory, um, Heisenberg uncertainty. Um, it is kind of the ratio between, um, like entangled units so like there are different types of measurements that uh at a really small scale um you your certainty of one of them is uh dependent on your certainty of the other there's like a maximum total certainty you can have yeah, yeah. so you reach that and then you can only shift around in it um dang and so like momentum and time or momentum and energy i can't remember maybe it's mm-hmm. time and energy um, it's two of those three. Yeah. The, uh, distance and velocity is the one people talk about all the time. Okay. Um, it's like, and they, I think they get it wrong sometimes where they're like, you can't know how fast it's going and where it is at the same time. Uh, and it's kind of like that, but, um, the velocity actually has like 
more information than just how fast it's going. Yeah, it's yeah. also what direction it's going. And there are interesting experiments to prove uh, this version of Heisenberg uncertainty. You shine a laser at a tiny narrow slit and you get it smaller and smaller and smaller. And as it gets smaller, you start out with just like the laser beam on the wall or whatever you're projecting it on. And it spreads out, not along the slit, but this way. And the reason that's happening is as, be as you become more certain of the position of the photons by like being like, all right, all of them are in that space there, you become less certain in the velocity of the photons. So uh, the direction they're going in is no longer basically straightforward is how they do lasers. It spreads out and you yeah. get a thing on the wall. This is phenomenal. Yeah. I encourage, like, uh, people are always like, oh, physics, I don't like it. And then when I tell people I majored in, or I'm majoring in yeah. physics, I guess, uh, mm -hmm. they're like, that sounds terrible and really hard. Uh, and, you know, that's understandable. But I think everyone uh, should really learn a little bit of, like, base physics of, like, the, the yeah. things you learn in, like, the first two physics courses, you know? like You know what? I absolutely loved the one physics class I took in high school, but my, it's like science, specifically biology and mostly chemistry, mm -hmm. they were, like, my least favorite subjects. Mm -hmm. Really, chemistry. Yeah. Biology was just because I had a hard teacher. Mm -hmm. Chemistry, I just wasn't into it. Yeah. I got all A's and B's in high school, but chemistry was like, I almost failed, but I ended up getting like a B or something. But it was just because I think I I got all A's and B's and I went in for tutoring and I think the teacher just gave me a B. But I think I earned almost a failing grade mm -hmm. if you truly graded all my tests. Yeah. <clears throat> so thank you, whoever that teacher was. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but then physics, I... Uh, I got a 100%. Nice. Like I never got one thing wrong in the whole year. And what's it called? Um, there's a phrase that people use now. Is it like neurodiv neurodivergent? Neurodivergent. And I think that's a phrase that sometimes is used associated with being on a spectrum. Yes. But a different way of describing the definition of neurodivergent, I think, is when your brain comes to a conclusion without having been have to have been given the formula for it mm -hmm. like uh where you can like counting all the toothpicks that fall on the ground yeah you just see it and you know it i think i had that in physics and here's what i mean i came i got the right answers a lot of times without the formulas yeah and i would go it just makes sense to me mm -hmm. that that's 16 and the, professor, the teacher would be like, how did you do that? That You didn't even have the formula. And I was like, it's because if you take this and this number and you divide it by that, that's obviously what the question's asking. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, you, you're really supposed to have to have a formula to get that answer. So I think I had something like this with physics. But then I never pursued it. Mm -hmm. And I went to college and did broadcast journalism and played baseball. And then and I, it's like with my communication major... I only had to take like one little basic science class and one little basic math class and that was it. And I had told myself I didn't really do that well in science, so mm -hmm. I won't take any science classes. And so here I am all these years later, never having studied this thing that was like, I aced it. Yeah. 
And that maybe that's why I'm loving this so much because <laughs> I'm like, totally. I don't even, I've never heard of that theory, yeah. but this sounds right to me. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, love you, this. you have good physical intuition. And like, that's the thing that I want people to build because it's something people don't have. And it leads to like... It's a lot easier to trust misinformation when you don't have like physical intuition. Oh my gosh, dude! Because like That's you can see a video. Right there. Yeah. That should be a famous quote right there. Yeah, if if, if someone long dead said it, here I'll just like, say <laughs> they did. Like, right, right. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Uh, intuition, physical intuition. Oh right, that's it, what I want people to develop. Because if they don't have it, they get they fall for things. Yeah, it's and... it's it's easier to believe misinformation. There you go. If you uh, don't know like what shouldn't be possible, and like yeah. like with like this video appears to be reversing entropy. We know that's impossible. Kind of, you can reverse it locally, but mm. not globally. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, let's circle back to renaissance, the word okay. renaissance. Rebirth, yeah. Which is new things. Here mm-hmm. we go. Starting. It means kind of revival, rebirth, renewal. Mm-hmm. But what? why is the renaissance man such a... I feel like when the word renaissance is said, I think of renaissance man. Yeah. Why? It's because of the, like, the renaissance men. The, like, during the renaissance, these men who um, did all this, they, like were mathematicians and inventors and philosophers and artists and sculptors and stuff. Like, you dabbled in everything if you were, like, one of these people in the Renaissance who had, like, the resources to... Right. And, like, the brain to to do this type of thing. Yeah. There's some privilege associated with this. And, I mean, like, when you study history, it's unless you're looking for, like, impoverished people, you're always studying rich people's history. Because, and this is my very oversimplified version of sociology and history of civilization it's if you have to if you're always dodging bullets and don't know where your next meal is coming from it's hard to write a poem yeah uh, but if you ever get out of it it's probably going to be an amazing poem yeah you know uh, if you can survive it yeah then you have some really physically good, and like mentally mentally like stay if in you a can place survive you it can... mentally yes and that might not happen to the actual person that gets out of it. Mm. It might happen to them, but if they dodge the bullets and they survive and they're no longer in that stage of like survival, but they start to thrive a little bit, they might be able to write those poems, but it'll probably be the generation after them Mm -hmm. or the generation after them that starts to really write the poems. If they can, if they can still remember the hardship. Yeah. If they forget it too much, I think they, the poetry starts to lose mm-hmm. because then they don't have the struggle anymore, not yeah. even the memory of a struggle. Yeah, that's uh, you're describing generational trauma, which yeah, is like... that's right. You know. Um, and which goes, I mean, that's across the board of all people and cultures, but I, I've experienced some of... Some, uh, some of that conversation, at least, within my Jewish family. Yeah. Of, they've yeah. even done some studies of, like, some things that, you know, as a Eastern European Jewish person that my family left in early 1900s and the oppression and then some of the trauma associated with mass death stuff. And I never experienced that. I just grew up as a really privileged white guy. Um, every once in a while, a couple of Jewish jokes from friends, no real trauma. But apparently, scientifically, I have some stuff in me 
my DNA mm-hmm. or remembers something. Yeah. Somehow. Well, I mean, um, I mean, with that many people removed from the gene pool, it will have an effect on the like yeah. entire uh, genotype yeah. of yeah. like that group of people. So to become a, so become a Renaissance person, let's say, mm-hmm. um, would be if we can overcome physical and emotional trauma enough to be able to create or to be able to start thinking about and putting into some sort of application mm-hmm. these higher level of diversity of yeah not just I, I just need to stay alive I just need to stay alive mm-hmm. it's like no we're we're coming up with theories equations paintings songs foods we're creating mm-hmm. it's because we're alive and this is we made it yeah you know, we're doesn't mean it's easy mm-hmm. but I, t- I don't know why I tend to think that when there's no struggle even a history of a struggle that someone can like if you go too many generations without anything that well maybe that's not even possible what am I talking about yeah there's such always a thing? going on <laughs> there's pretty much wars all the time <laughs> hey let's ask uh, people alive right now if there's been more than one of those things in their life any traumas yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anything really bad happened to you and your family in the past, I don't know, 20 years? <laughs> well, I guess I'm, I'm painting a false history of Renaissance men having it easy. Maybe they, had, I mean, trauma I mean, just exists. Know, it, the, the way history is, is like, you know. Bad stuff happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's <laughs> history of civilization. Throw in some religion. Yeah. Throwing power. Yeah. Throwing... Throw a lot of bad men, let's just call it what it is. It's mostly men. Yeah. It's not all, but statistically, let's just go ahead and own that one. Yeah, I think I think men... <laughs> did like, a lot of... Most we've been of a rounding day. error. Uh, every, like, yeah. most horrible person. Round, Top, rounding up. worst people. <laughs> rounding men. up, it's 100%. Yeah. <laughs> if it's 99.9, we're going ahead and calling it 100. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And don't, and don't give me some, well, actually, in the Amazon a long time ago, there was this one woman. It's like, fine, whatever. Still, uh, it was pretty much all men. I, I listen to a podcast about, like, terrible people, and it's, yeah. like, almost always men. Like, I can't remember the last one that was about a woman. Yeah, and my guess is if it's a woman, it had something to do with some trauma she experienced because of a man. Probably. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, <laughs> Still started with a man. It was her... She had daddy issues. Yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> oh, dude. So, Renaissance, uh, renewal, do you think we're in something now that there's more and more people that are becoming Renaissance people? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think people are more interested in, like, doing things. Uh, and there's... Talking about things. About, about things. <laughs> true, true. Um... There's, like, you know, hustle culture, which I think is, like, the opposite of uh, this. It's, like, everything has to be a grind. Everything is, like, something you're doing for money. I think, you know, the Renaissance people, like, part of it was that they didn't have to worry about money that much because they were, you know, famous and, like... And if you temporarily set aside maybe how and why their culture was so affluent, which was probably oppression... Yeah, definitely slavery. But if you set it aside and just look at what they did... 
Mm-hmm. They created amazing stuff. Yeah. And I mean, that's... And it's hard to just dismiss that, and I apologize, because that's a super white privilege thing to do. <laughs> uh, but I, didn't, I don't mean for it to be like, I, I like it. It just is something that was there. It's kind of the nature of really prolific, um, like, like uh, individual-centered art. Um, because, like, the people who have the resources to do this are the people with, like, some background, like, almost yeah. every time, yeah, you know? Yeah. There's probably, like, some good examples of people who were, like, grew up on the streets and ended up, like, famous Renaissance sure. people. Sure, sure. Uh, but that doesn't usually happen. No, the, and the chances are a lot lower, statistically. Yeah, for them and that's to kind of true, that's kind of true of all the time, you know? Yeah. Like... Yeah. What what did we say right before this that is like Um The The ability to do it without it being a hustle? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. And we were talking about the idea that like Renaissance people something. They're creating just to create and to figure it out, not because of a hustle to make more money or to survive or because they have to do a day to day grind. Mm-hmm. And, like, sure. I, you know, like, step away from that and be like, also, people need to make money in their lives, and, like, I understand all that, you know? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. um, it's just sad reality, really. Yeah, like... It just is. Yeah, you gotta make art that will make some money. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're a, an But artist, I, I think that the internet and the, the invention of and the significant growth of what the internet has become Mm -hmm. compared to what maybe the idea of what they thought it was going to be in like in the eighties, some regional Mm -hmm. connections. And then maybe if those regions connect as opposed to like, I can learn, I can right now learn things from cultures from the other side of the world. I don't have to get on a boat for six months to get there and then live there and then say goodbye to my family and ne- maybe never come back just to learn this one little thing about their cuisine. Mm-hmm. I can just go, bloop, bloop, and it's just, woof. and so I, of course, I have access, and I'm saying I, as privilege, I have the internet. That's part mm-hmm. of the privilege. So I think if you have the internet and some time, and you're not always grinding and never have any time to search things and learn things, mm-hmm. less less likely to be the case. But I think part of my pursuit of a lot of things is is my internet access. Like mm-hmm. I took a I took a class online for free. It was just like an auditing or whatever you call it from NYU about sociology just f- to learn. Yeah. I clicked on a button and mm-hmm. there was a video camera in the back of the room and I got to be there and watch all the lectures. All of the homework was of course not only completely optional, but in some ways kind of hilarious to do. Because <laughs> that professor didn't even know or care that I exist. Yeah. And they wouldn't have looked at my work if I were to do it. But I could have done it as an exercise of growth. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But I listened to the lectures and was writing notes and was like, I'm learning sociology from NYU in the mountains of North Carolina for free. I didn't go, I think I want to go to NYU. Yeah. And borrow $200,000 and move up to New York and go into debt and try to survive. I was just like, this would be cool. Yeah. So, of course, I have more opportunity mm-hmm. to learn about sociology. I don't have to donate the whole my whole life and 
every second dollar to it. Mm -hmm. So I know a little bit more than I used to know. Yeah. A little bit of renaissance there. Uh, is there a difference in your mind between the word renaissance and the word polymath? Um, yes, uh, because being a polymath is just like being, um, like well studied in lots of different fields. But it, um, that's not, so renaissance is about creation? Uh, not specifically that. It's just more than studies. It includes arts and like oh, physical yeah. acts and um, like, yeah. So like if you're a polymath, you may like do math and physics and like chemistry and uh, like economics or something is probably a pretty common one. Um, but like, and you know, like Renaissance man or whatever, Renaissance yeah. person doesn't... Uh, it doesn't have, like, this hard definition, because um, it is just, like, we compare people to the, the, the great artists, scientists, mathematicians of, uh, like, the past. Mm-hmm. Meta. That's referring to itself. Mm-hmm. Should we say anything about that, other than <laughs> not, we don't like that it's the weird alternate Facebook name. Oh, God. Yeah. That's... I, yeah, it's like, no, we're going to go ahead and keep the word meta. You don't get to steal that word. Yeah. M meta still can be what it was supposed to mean. It just means referring to itself, and there's just, I guess there's just so many, I guess there's just so many ways of talking about that, but is there even a point of talking about it more? Is meta something that refers to itself? Or maybe some examples? Uh, yeah, so it takes, it's in a couple words. Metacognition means thinking about thinking. Um, we, I mean, the meta conversation, the list or whatever, is like talk, like having a conversation about having conversations. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. Acknowledging the thing that it, what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. When you when you say just meta um, these days, you're like referring to the fact that something is self-referential and self-acknowledging. Um, yeah. Have you seen Only Murders in the Building? No. Steve Martin and Martin Short. It's, I haven't seen it. It's it's meta. On, it's on Hulu. Mm -hmm. And so there, it's a show about. A murder, a mur some murders that happen in the building, but then they create a podcast called Only Murders in the Building. Mm -hmm. So in the show, they're doing a podcast, but they're researching about how to do the podcast. And then, like, in, in episode two of the show, they're creating episode two of the podcast. Mm. And they're saying, oh, they wouldn't ever reveal... They, it's like they would never reveal... You never reveal the the person who did it in the second episode mm -hmm. yeah and it's like it, that's scored a meta it's like mm -hmm. but they're that's not foreshadowing yeah yeah but you're 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 like in you're in episode two referring to episode two yeah that totally. seems kind of meta to me yeah yeah you know? that is definitely yeah do you think you know about the phrase like uh breaking the fifth wall do you know this phrase uh, tell me about it so in movies or i guess tv shows too but you know when there's a camera mm -hmm. breaking the fifth wall or fourth wall? I know about the fourth wall. Yeah, that's all I'm talking oh, okay, about. When you cool. look at the camera? Yeah, yeah. It's Why like, am I thinking fifth wall? Where did that come from? I don't know. Pentagonal next... room? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you think that 
Leonardo DiCaprio, we were talking about him beforehand, mm-hmm. before we pressed record. Do you think in The Revenant that he looked at the camera at the end? I haven't seen The Revenant. You haven't? No. You knew about it, and you knew that's where he won the award. Yeah, because I, uh, like, I'm famous. a knower of things, not a seer of film. Sorry. Okay, so you're a polymath. <laughs> Uh, I learned about the movie. I don't. I don't watch it. Oh my god! That, there's so many movies that I like. No shot for shot <laughs> that like, I've never seen. When we were looking through your vinyls, yeah, it, you had your like, favorites that mm. you've just worn out, and then you're like, "This is a cool one." I haven't listened to this one, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "That is so cool looking." And yeah, like, I, I don't. I haven't listened to it. So in the Revenant, sp- uh, spoiler alert, whichever camera. Um, that spoiler alert. Uh, I think he looks at the camera at the end. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's so funny. I mean, I don't can't. It's been so long. Like, spoil. I'm gonna spoil something for you. You've had a lot, a lot of years to watch mm. this movie if you wanted to. Yeah. But uh, he survives. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the bear doesn't kill him. <laughs> you know what? I think that's kind of a, like, a weak directing decision. Uh, I would have gone the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to talk about that in a second. And he survives. And uh, he's, like, all the way up to the camera at the end. And he's, like, crawling. And he survived. And he, he won. And uh, there's a bear involved. <laughs> and, uh, and, I mean, the camera it must be right here, right? And he's, like looking barely off to the side of the camera so if you know if you're the camera he's like he's like looking he survives on the ground it's cold you know snowing and he's covered and he's like (sighs) like that and then the movie ends and so it's like did he look at the camera at the last second obviously it wouldn't have been like by accident he he wouldn't like oh whoops i looked at the camera like a bad actor yeah they would have just cut it (laughs) they would have just cut it uh so it's got to be on purpose. Did he, was it like barely, like there's that dot, was his eye just like barely off to the side? Like he was looking way off in the distance, super close, or was it at it? Mm-hmm. I think it was at it, and I've watched it several times. I think it was at it. And so the theory is like, okay, that's how much I overcame. Mm-hmm. But then another one was, give me the Oscar. <laughs> that, seriously, so yeah, there were people that, that were like, sense. I won the Oscar for this movie. And I think that that's true. I mean, I don't. I've never met Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. I would never. I think it's. I think it's stupid to be a regular person that thinks that they know the mind of a of a movie star or a professional athlete. You don't know what they feel. You don't know if they did any of this stuff on purpose. Like when people go, "Oh, they did this divorce on purpose for publicity." It's like, mm-hmm. I get it. You don't know anything about them. So Leonardo, if you're watching. <laughs> I don't know if you did this on purpose, but dude, I like this theory. I like that he he won a Lifetime Achievement Award before he won an Oscar. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. I and mean, I think he was like, this is a really good movie. It's the best one of the year. I've earned this. I'm looking at the camera. And I win. And then he won. And then there was this little interview before on like the red carpet. I wish we just like. Hey, can you guys pull up the? Uh, yeah. <laughs> can you guys pull up the? Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Right. Uh, they'll get it. Maybe we'll add it in post later. If not, they won't be here. Obviously. So yeah. if you're watching and it's up, the team found it. If it's not up, the team didn't find it. Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, uh, they interview him on the red carpet, 
And he's like, you know, it's so good after all these years waiting that it's finally, it's fi- tonight's finally the night. Mm-hmm. And this was on the red carpet walking in where they had not announced who won and they hadn't opened the envelope. And the theory of with, with that is that he went all in with it and just like, they have to give it to me and I win. As opposed to thinking that people know beforehand. Because apparently they truly don't know. Mm-hmm. Like the Academy doesn't reveal it to anyone. It never gets leaked. And none of those people in the room know. Mm-hmm. I hope that that's true. It almost would ruin it. It would almost, If everyone knew, it would almost feel like WWE wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they still wrestle, but it's predetermined. Right? Yeah. Or yeah. if like the if NBA and NFL, I've heard people say this, that they think it's all rigged for money. Mm-hmm. That would break my heart. I think they should do that. Not with the current <laughs> leagues. Uh, start XFL back up yeah. and create like these WWE storylines just for entertainment, like football players. Be like, all right, there's Jerry wouldn't, Lewis. That's a real. Wouldn't that be that. so low class though? I so like you're doing it because it's like hilarious. Because it's okay. like it, it, it's, it's not like. This is a real sport that we like. So talk it's hilarious. About. It's a show. It's a pastime. So it's really hilarious for those that know that it's predetermined, and for those that don't know it's predetermined, <laughs> it's even more hilarious to us that you don't know this is predetermined. That's how I feel about WWE. When I people when I talk to people that they're like, "Dude, it isn't fake." Have you seen? <laughs> they, they work really? out. Yes, oh and they're like, "Look how hard they work. These moves are real." I mean, I know that they're entertaining people, but they don't know. And I'm like, this guy doesn't know. That's really hilarious. Uh, forgive me. That's got like to be a minority, right? <laughs> Vince McMahon killed God in the WWE. Okay, talk more about what you're talking about here. I, I mean, <laughs> like, they had an event where Vince McMahon went on stage and he was like, he was going to be fighting God. Okay, I didn't know about that. Instead of having having a person come out, they just like shined the spotlight down the thing okay. until he got there. And then I don't actually know what happened next. I yeah. just read something that said right. that it, it went that way. But Vince McMahon like got in the ring with God. Is like, so what you're I think saying is hopefully no one thought he really did that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like I would they hope do. Not. That's taking it. They too far. do things that. But they would just say, "Oh, of course, that part was fake. That was just for fun at the beginning. Then the real guys came in, and that stuff was real. That's yeah. probably what they'd say." Yeah. <laughs> but I would break my heart if I found out, like, if every every baseball game I've ever watched on TV. Oh my god! And yeah. I'm the guy that I. You really thought that was real? Mm-hmm. How do you even do that though? Like, because like, there's a crowd full of people. And no, stuff. you can't. You can't prearrange what happens per play, but you can prearrange oh, who wins. Yeah, that's, all you got to do is you screw could up write a couple the storyline for the whole season, like all the teams. And like, this be, is the team we're, we're having. You're going to be in first place for a while, but then you're going to drop off, and this team's going to come back, mm-hmm. and it's all money. That would break my heart because I feel like I've looked in the eyes of these people and thought. They really want to win. Mm-hmm. I think the reality is probably somewhere in between. I think the money probably has an influence on who wins. They like throw, some games are thrown. Got to be right. Probably. I mean, yeah. historically, it's happened. Yeah, definitely. Have you ever heard of Joe Jackson, shoeless Joe Jackson? Uh, yes, but I've completely the, forgotten everything. Yeah, I uh, he he was kind of made famous again from the movie Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner, mm-hmm. like in the eighties or nineties or whatever. Mm-hmm. Late eighties. No, I was thinking of Angels in the Outfield. Uh, different. So. Uh, 
Both involve baseball and metaphysics. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, totally different vibes. <laughs> but Joe Jackson played baseball for the Chicago White Sox in like the 19-teens. 19-teens. And he, uh, there was a World Series. I think it was 1919, either 1918 or 1919. I want to say 1919. Uh, where the White Sox made the World Series and then they threw the World Series for money. And there were eight players on that team that were found to have taken money to lose the World Series on purpose. And they were banned from baseball for life. Mm -hmm. It's the ultimate betrayal of baseball is to take money to lose. It's the worst thing that you can do. It's worse than taking steroids to win Mm -hmm. is taking money to lose. Yeah. Because then it's not even a game. You're not even competing. It's, It's a betrayal. Mm-hmm. And Joe Jackson was the most famous on that team and probably, I guess, statistically the best. But then he, I can't remember all the stats right now, but he played an amazing World Series. Like he hit an amazing batting average and had home runs and knocked, and played perfect defense. So it's like he took their money and the team lost, but you cannot argue that he played poorly. yeah. The other guys you could see maybe, but he, so did he cheat? It is kind of funny that you don't know, like for sure, if they lost because they took the money. Or did they or take did the they money and, and, and they just lost. Yeah. And they were like, how about we just take the money, play our best, and if we win, we'll figure it out later. We'll give the money back or no, no we'll be in trouble, but. What are they going to do? Be like, hey, we paid these players to yeah, or, lose. Yeah. Or maybe uh, maybe it's mixed. Maybe like two of them were like, yeah, I'll make sure we lose. Mm-hmm. Five of them were yeah. like, we'll see what happens. I'll still basically try. And then one guy was like, no. Mm-hmm. But they took the money. So anyway, Joe Jackson, there's been this petition for, I mean, he's already passed away, but petition for years to try to make him eligible to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm. Because... There's no evidence that he threw the game, threw the World Series, and he's still not in. Mm-hmm. Um, why do we talk about that? Baseball, WWE if it was it. fake, yeah, it would be why? really upsetting if it was fake. Here's an example: the worst thing you can do in baseball is be WWE paid to lose. Yeah. Why were we talking about maybe faking oh, something? Um, Prearranging it. Yeah, we were talking about is. Is the celebrity stuff prearranged? Like, yeah, did the they do that Academy stuff Award. on purpose? Because we were talking about yeah. Leo. Yeah, yeah. So fourth wall, breaking the fourth wall, and then before that, fifth wall, fifth wall, <laughs> uh, breaking the. We were talking about meta. Meta. Yeah. That's where this all started. And I thought meta. something while we were talking. Yeah. Uh, you said metaphysics while yeah. we were talking. Yeah, yeah. And I think that word is really interesting. Yeah. And, like, there's something to unpack that people don't always think about. It's like, yeah. physics is the way things work. Metaphysics is the way the way things work works. Wow. And I think I normally just think of metaphysics as a different way of avoiding the word, like, spirituality mm-hmm. or faith and, or something like, like that. that is, like, spirituality is one, like, description of, like the way the way things works works like you know i think anyway uh that, therefore i am yeah. that's I, the ultimate meta with that i don't think it's true but anyway but isn't um, it meta it's self meta oh, it, it is it is i meta. exist 
That's I meta. Exist. That's individualized I don't really know I meta. Exist. I just said I. All yeah, right. <laughs> that's individualistic meta. Yeah, I think I don't. I don't exist, and uh, the Buddha kind of agreed with me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I'm driving with that. <laughs> next, next week on <laughs> no things <laughs> about things about yeah. no things. Yeah, things about no things. That'd be a great spinoff yeah. podcast. <laughs>